There was a little Spanish flea, a record star, he thought he'd be. He heard of singers like Beatles, the chipmunks he's seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish flea? Welcome back. We are at minute 82 for Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we've been analyzing, scrutinizing, and then more blackizing the movie. This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5 mimecom and with us today for these final two minutes, our special guests, you know them as our Spinal Tap Minute theme song, it's Aloha Screwdriver, Donald and Steve, welcome. Yeah, thank you. We're, we're grantless, but yeah, we're missing one member. We may, we may have spontaneously combusted. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. So yeah, we are with, without Grant for, uh, for our today's recording, but we will... We will soldier on because we're professionals. Yes. I'm contractually obligated to mention him. That's all. We don't have to mention him anymore. Right. Of course. And and speaking of con- contractual obligations, I must inform you that uh, we are here to discuss Minute 82. And Minute 82 starts with David's lame epitaph. We end with the guys revealing what they would do if they couldn't play rock and roll. And in between... Nigel has the simple pleasures of life. Yes, the yes. simple pleasures. <laughs> yes, and we've got some credits, so I think we'll and talk yes. about the credits a little bit later. I'll just kind of maybe talk about some of what's going on here with these minutes and what's going on with, with David and his... What is he <laughs> talking about this time? Last time he was talking about reading... Or he had the books on tape... Right, the books was, read by by eponymous uh, right. readers. Yeah, and then then he was talking about him reading. Be you know the fact that he reads that he believes, he believes. everything he reads makes him a more selective human. <laughs> <laughs> and and so now, what is he talking about? Well, this is a this is kind of a tough question on the spot. Marty puts him on on the spot to say if you were to have something written as your epitaph. And just kind of sum up your life in, in one statement. That's, you know. So David takes a heartbeat and he says, why not? <laughs> Here lies David St. Hubbins. And why, why not? not? <laughs> yeah. And then Marty further <laughs> is acting like, oh, well, you know, oh, how'd you, you know, come up with this one or whatever. And it's like. I didn't. I, I, didn't. I, just, I, just, I just said it. <laughs> First thing I could think of. That adequately sums up your life. Like, no, 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 I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Yeah, but, but you asked and I answered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems like one of those questions where you'd want to think for a while to put put up. Something. Yeah, and that's kind of like that's on Marty. I mean, if you're going to ask those deep questions, maybe you, you submit those ahead of time so you know yeah. somebody can prepare an answer to something like that, and then. Uh, <laughs> And then we find out that Nigel is a real fish nut. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, he likes tuna fish. Yeah, there's no bones. No bones. <laughs> so innocent, Nigel. He's just, uh, don't you want to just cuddle, you know, just wrap him up in a blanket and swaddle him and, and you know, love him and hug him and name him George. He's just so cute. <laughs> no bones. I kind of want to know what prompted him to even say, I'm a real fish nut. Yeah. Like what, you know, because it cuts right to him yeah. saying yeah. What was, yeah, what was the, was it, was it Marty asking the same question? You know, what, if you were to have something written as your epitaph. (laughs) Right, I'm a real fish nut. I'm a real fish nut. Right, exactly. What led to that? Lover of cod and tuna. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I wonder about this response because I, as near as I could tell, you know, with just kind of searching the web this afternoon, Mm-hmm. They have, like, I know there's different foods, some things that we take for granted here in the United States that they may not have in other countries and they stuff they have there we don't have here. But as near as I could tell, they've had this boneless tuna in a can for as long as we have. Right. So, but he's like, oh, these little cans you've got here, they've got canning technology in the UK. Right. Well, I, th- I think the, like, the, the angle he's taken on it is like he's putting himself out there as like an aficionado of fine fishes mm. <laughs> and then the two that he can kind of call to memory are two of the most common and lame fishes that are really Pod anywhere and tuna. Tuna. Tuna, right. tuna fish no bones he's a real fish nut but he, he can't be bothered to think up of like you know northwestern rainbow <laughs> trout or something like that that would actually be specific to our country it's Tuna fish, canned tuna fish, <laughs> without bones. Yeah, yeah and uh, Sean, just so you don't think I didn't do some research, I also looked up um, <laughs> the fish and seafood trade, agriculture and agri-food canning, and the analysis of tinned tuna of the tinned tuna market in UK. So, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, no, I, I, I never doubted you. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I won't go into any anything there except for that it all did, both of these reports that I read from top to bottom did confirm that it's quite popular and maybe the brands are a different name and they say tinned tuna rather than canned tuna, but mm. maybe that threw him tinned rather than canned. <laughs> but yeah. yes, you know. Okay. It's just, just uh, like you said, it's just cute the way he says it. Yeah. <laughs> no bones. And adding in no bones. I feel like that's key. Yeah. He's like, I don't have to worry about it. Maybe he's convinced the fish are actually... <laughs> <laughs> These yeah. fish have no bones, yeah. Yeah, well, the just, American fish come without bones in them. Right. Yeah. Didn't they do that with chicken? Like, try to... <laughs> boneless chicken. <laughs> I think that's a... Um, Nuggets. I think that's a... Uh, a uh, far side, like a boneless oh. <laughs> chicken farm, yeah. Flaying, yeah. prone. Yeah. I feel like my dad used to make joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, in judging because of kind of a thing. For yeah, sure. we we've seen Nigel like have to deal with bread and how right. much he was challenged by that. So I can only imagine like those little fish bones. They must drive him nuts. So <laughs> it, it's probably very important to his diet to have things that don't have bones. And that they're yeah. large enough that you can put a slice of bologna on. Right. 
My stepmom, Flo, uh, I don't think she'll mind me mentioning this, but she doesn't order chicken unless it's boneless or off the bone. Like, mm-hmm. she never wants to have to pull it off the bone. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that it's better on the bone. On the bone, <laughs> I know. You have to confront the, mor- the mortality, the mortality the of the chicken. Of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you have to look yeah. into its bones and pull, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of juiciness right right near the <laughs> <laughs> But I get it. She wants to just enjoy the chicken mm-hmm. and all its deliciousness. No bones. Yeah, and then we come back. Is there anything else there about the, the no bones? <laughs> or can we, can we go back just briefly to um, David? Mm-hmm. We're looking at the actual script here, or the... So this, are we coming it? up to the, if you could play rock and roll, if you could not oh, play rock and roll, what, what would you, would you do? do? Right. Be a full-time dreamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does a good job. And that seems like David, right? Like, yeah. Dreamer. Totally. And then Viv, I think that's very... Viv awkward. would basically be Viv, he just wouldn't be David. doing it on stage. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, when we met him, I'm sure people are sick of me saying, when we met him, blah, 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 blah. But he really was just like such a jovial person. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, super fun and, and making jokes. And he wore his, his Stonehenge t-shirt over here. And he was really seemed like he was living that jolly good life. But then we yeah. come to... <laughs> then Derek is the world's scariest kindergarten teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Work with children. Work with children. children. Whoa. But, yeah. They'd remember him. They yeah. would remember him. They would remember him. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have total control of the class. <laughs> he would certainly get their attention. Steve, don't you work with children I sometimes? Do. I do a lot of times. A yeah. lot of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I play music for children and I teach children music. So, but you don't have the handlebars. I don't have those handlebars, and mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I know you can't see me, but I don't think I'm as scary looking as that. No, I don't well, think- I'm, I'm assuming you're not wearing like leather bondage gear. Well, I, no, not, not currently. But after the podcast is done, Donald and I, you never know. Yeah. yeah. I, I always wondered about that when he said that work with children, what, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> yeah, what, does yeah. want to do, what exactly does we want to do with that? Right. What kind of work are we talking about? Like, do we need to like search for, you know, f- fresh graves in his basement or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he's genuine. Maybe like that's, he feels like that's his calling. That's he right. would shave the, you know, the right. handlebars and cut Leave the, the zucchini and... at home and yeah. 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 Like, and just, you know, take the straight life, like, yeah. to, you know? Could be. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe possible. You could teach music. Maybe you could teach music. Teach all of the uh, Spinal Tap songs, too. <laughs> That's right. You <laughs> might have to change the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cups farm. and cups and cakes. Would work yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear the, the kids' bop versions of the uh, of Spinal Tap songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they might be Spinal spinal Pap or Spinal yeah. Tarp or something. Spineless. Spineless. No yeah. bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's there's Mick, who has got it all figured out. You know, yeah. as long as there's sex and drugs, he can do without the rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's not phased by that by that question of all. What what I, would you I do? 
I, I, I would I would get rid of the drugs personally and keep the rock and roll and the sex. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like that. That's what I would the do. The Venn diagram. You have to right, choose it's, two. You have to choose two. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's what it is. Like the uh the what? You can have it fast, you can have it cheap, or you can have it good. Choose right. two. Yeah. I suppose if you're already addicted to drugs, it's gonna be hard to not include that one as one of them. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if he had to choose baths. If the <laughs> baths were in the equation, right. where they would stand against the sex, the drugs, and the rock and roll. Yeah, he also has a hair piece thing on. Yeah, cover, he, which, he has a. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But well, he's why? got long hair. Yeah, I think it it adds to the look. But yeah, because you know, when you're a rock and roller, you don't want to wash your hair too often. Yeah, because you got to keep right. it. Yeah. Grossly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the grosser, the sexier. So you don't you don't have time to wait for that to dry. No. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's doing a deep condition. You know, he oh, might yeah. have a, a yeah, deep well, condition yeah. in there. <laughs> Put on the cap, and then you're kind of like soaking in it. So, Sean, <laughs> we're all waiting with bated breath over here at uh, Spinal Tap Minute West. To hear what kind of fascinating facts you have for us on some of these credits. Yeah, so there were some some interesting credits this minute, just to kind of give you the, the highlights. Uh, well, like early on, we get our rock promoter, our Southern rock promoter right. from the recording industry convention in Atlanta. And I know we pointed him out at the time, but I don't think we got into this guy's history. So it turns out the actor is George McDaniel. And he's got a bit of a resume when it comes to soap operas. He didn't have any single long runs, but he made a lot of uh, appearances. He was on, amongst others, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, All My Children. And he also did a little bit of the the primetime stuff. Also had uh, a couple episodes on Dallas and Falcon Crest. Wow. You know, so, I was going to uh, say, he looked like he could have been on Dallas because he yeah. was kind of a blonde guy, yeah. kind of a beefy blonde. Like, I could see him being on Dallas. Yeah. Well, he was Southern Rock promoter, so I wonder on Dallas. I never, I didn't watch Dallas, but I wonder if he played, you know, it was basically the same part. He could have been a Southern Rock promoter on Dallas as well. Yeah. Maybe that was like taping on the, you know, they were, they were taping that on the uh, the lot next door and they just pulled him over. <laughs> you know, we need a we need a, a southern gentleman, and yeah. uh, there he was. Cool. Yeah, and then uh, I I just want to talk about one of uh, so there's the Fame groupies that run over to get Duke Fame's autograph while the band right. is checking in in Memphis, and one of them was Lara Cody, mm-hmm. and I don't recall if we had mentioned she's got an, a significant resume when it comes to doing voiceovers. And for folks that are into this sort of thing, they'll recognize these names. She's been in Robotech, Vampire Hunter D, Akira, Captain Harlock, and the Queen of a Thousand Years, uh, a little Snow Fairy Sugar. Um, <laughs> I th- this sounds like the kind of stuff that, that uh, Derek would need to learn about if he's going to work with children. I, th- I think these are all anime. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not into, but I, that's why I say folks that are into this will probably recognize those titles and, and maybe recognize her voice. And if you listen to one of the other podcasts that we've mentioned a couple times previously, and that would be "How Did This Get Made," mm-hmm. you're going to recognize this title. She was the narrator in "Hell Comes to Frogtown." Oh my! So there you go. 
there you go. How did this get to... made? <laughs> yeah, apparently it got made with the help of uh, of a Duke fame groupie. Cool. And then the other one I want to pull out in terms of these people is the L.A. party guest, which we were talking about just a couple minutes ago. The gentleman that Janine was talking to when she was talking about how rough it is to to get people at the last minute and was kind of lamenting the low turnout at the end of the tour party. Right. And L.A. party guest uh, was played by Rodney Kramerer. Kemmerer. Kemmerer. Okay, Kemmerer. And I mention him because he's only got three IMDb credits in all. Okay. Uh, Spinal Tap for acting. He's got one other credit as a location coordinator and one other credit as an assistant to the producer. And so you're wondering, well, how did this guy get in the movie? And it's because he's married to Lindsay Doran, the executive in charge of production. Gotcha. So I'm guessing he was like hanging around the set one day visiting his wife and they were like, hey, we need someone in this party. And he's like, hey, I look like a substitute teacher. I can <laughs> <laughs> I can be in your party. Yeah, well, that's good. We kind of guessed that he might be a friend of a friend or some because he's kind of has that look. Like, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, you had like said like he, he probably knew somebody. It turns out, yeah, he did. He, he knew... Uh, he knew one of the uh, executives at the uh, at the studio, and that's how he ended up with with that gig. Um, you know, I'd also like to point out that the person right above him, Fred Asparagus, has a very <laughs> unfortunate last name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah, but it's it's know. one of those names where you could swap. You've got like the character name on one side and the actor name on the other. Yeah, and you could swap them. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it works either way. You could he could just as easily be Joe Besser playing a character named Fred totally. Asparagus. Right. <laughs> I feel like there's a, there's a song to be written about Fred Asparagus. Yeah. Could be a children's, a children's song. song. Yeah, yeah. Could be like a whole series of books, The Adventures of, of Fred Asparagus. <laughs> right. Get on that internet. I want to see that. So anything else there? Oh, I'm yeah. Okay. Just getting started. Well, so that's that's it for the actors. Okay. But then we get into the music performed by, sure. and like we've said, that the the band Spinal Tap that we see on screen is the band Spinal Tap that we hear on the albums and on tour and so forth. And then there's the additional keyboards and musical stylings, and that's John Sinclair, and that is uh, John Sinclair of Uriah Heep, and we've mentioned him a couple times. That uh, he played, he was the keyboardist in the original 20-minute pilot and then had to go on tour with Uriah Heep. And uh, that's when Viv stepped in. And and Heidi, you've mentioned that Derek Smalls, or or rather Harry Shearer, spent some time with Uriah Heep to kind of doing research. And I I did a little bit of research. I'm not a huge Uriah Heep fan myself, but looking into it, they have a very spinal tap history. Do that. Uh, they've they've changed styles a lot. They had started with they were kind of heavy metal in the beginning when heavy metal was uh, like Deep Purple and Vanilla Fudge, and then you know kind of just the the heavy metal with keyboards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla Fudge, yeah. And then they kind of moved to progressive rock, and they had an album where they had a sixteen minute song that included a twenty four piece orchestra. Oh my god. And then they moved in a more like mythical magical direction 
So they kind of they their their style changed a lot, just like Spinal Tap did. <laughs> a druidy direction, yes. Yeah, and then also kind of counting up all the entries in Wikipedia, they had twenty two different band members between nineteen sixty nine oh. and nineteen eighty two. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, whether intentional or not, they're a very Spinal Tappy band. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. You all right? Are you Robert Dursting over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I meant to, I, I didn't get to the my mute button in time. Well, it's bound yeah. to happen. If it's going to happen, it might as well happen yeah, uh, one yeah, episode yeah. before the final episode right. of this podcast. But yeah, so they, they. You better leave that in, Sean, too. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to do the line again so I could edit it out, but oh, okay. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it in. Yeah, so I just thought, like, I didn't, uh, you know, we had talked about Uriah Heep, but I just wanted to say, like, how spinal tappy yeah. this this band is. No, thanks. Um, interesting. Yeah, and then that kind of, uh, then they talk about kind of, you know, Norman's Rare Guitars and what we've mentioned and some of the other folks. and the Drums. Yeah, drums and cymbals and, and all that good stuff. Zildjian, yes. Yeah, they mentioned music recorded at L.A. Studios. Yeah. And I mentioned that just because I wonder we had, we weren't sh- we I had wondered at least out loud during the Rainbow Trout studio scenes and, right. and that argument where that was recorded, and I wonder if they filmed that at LA Studios. But I didn't I couldn't find any information, so I'm just wondering yeah. at this point. Well, we'll all just wonder together, yeah. and you all wonder together. And then then they mentioned so this is uh, an Embassy Pictures release. And I did a little research on Embassy Pictures, and okay. Embassy Pictures is is no longer around. They've been absorbed into uh, other companies and merged and acquisitioned. But I found some interesting things in Embassy Pictures history, some of the other movies they released that had some uh, some interesting connections. And the first one I'd like to mention is from 1964 – the classic Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, San- Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which I thought was interesting, not just because of the evocative title, but a young Piazzadora played a child Martian. Yes. <laughs> was she a child? So. Yeah, I've actually seen this a few times. Have you guys ever seen that? <laughs> I think, yeah, you don't need to see it more than one. But I also think the guys from um, MST3K, I think that's one of the movies they've yeah. done before. I imagine it would be, yeah. 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 The The next movie I, I thought was interesting from 1965 is Village of the Giants. And that's based on an H.G. Wells story uh, originally called Food of the Gods. And it's a, it's kind of a bunch of punk kids beat up the nerd and they take his... Uh, his kind of chemical discovery that makes whoever eats it grow large. So they, they steal his goop, or I think they call it goo in the movie. They, they, they steal it and they eat it and they become giants. And I thought that was interesting because in addition to featuring uh, young Bo Bridges and Ron Howard, mm-hmm. um, also among the cast is Tony Basil. Oh, and you know, Weird. yeah, you may, know Tony Basil as a dancer and choreographer, or you may know her as a singer. And she would later go on to have a hit called Mickey. And do you remember who played drums on Mickey? (laughs) 
I do. It was our <laughs> own our own Rick Parnell. Yeah. Mitch Shrimpton played drums. So uh, there's a little Spinal Tap connection to uh, Village of the Gods. Wow. Yeah. You did it, Sean. You brought it I, all I, I it tied all it all together. together. <laughs> um, and the, the, I'll, I'll mention two others just because they're great titles and they came out together in a double feature. Okay. Uh, 1966 brought us Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And also brought us Billy the Kid versus Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) I'm seeing a theme for these embassies. Yeah. So that must have been quite a night with with those two. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, so, and then we finish up this minute with Spinal Tap Productions. Right. And that's it. That's it for 82. Half the logo. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And half a logo to come. Well, I feel (laughs) so well informed, and that was interesting stuff. And thanks for doing that research, Sean. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you guys about the tin tuna industry. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I did read into that stuff. There wasn't really much to tell, so I'll spare you the details. They were pretty snore worthy. Mm hmm. In fact, Pokey, a.k.a. Artie Fluffkin, has been snoring through this whole episode, but I don't think it's... <laughs> <laughs> we can clean that up in post. So, yeah. Um, well, is there anything else we want to talk about? We'll tease this out. Our final minute, our final episode, we are going to have Steve and Donald from Aloha Screwdriver. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Rock and roll. Rock and roll. We'll so, change seats, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll mix it up. Here in a different headphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I also have, um, I'll tease this for next episode. I actually have a letter, a.k.a. an email from a fan. So we did get an email um, <laughs> from someone. <laughs> Someone's listening. Yay. Somebody out there is listening. One email. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll cover that in our next episode as well. Cool. Shall we wrap it up, Sean? Well, I just had one last little thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and re- like this uh, really quick, you know, naturally we... We went in depth. We went through this movie minute by minute, but there would be things that we missed. Sure. Uh, you know, a movie that's with so much depth and complexity as, as this, uh, <laughs> we, we can't be expected to catch everything. And But there were uh, one particular thing I just wanted to make sure we catch that we missed the first time through. And it's, well, uh-huh. it's, a, it's one thing in two parts. Okay. And that is the titular line. When a character says, this is Spinal Tap, and it actually happens twice. Oh, yeah. And we, I don't think we pointed out either time. It first happens when they're checking in at the hotel in Memphis. Right. And Ian says, this is Spinal Tap. And that was back in minute 24. And then again, when, uh, when they're in Seattle on the base, and Lieutenant Hookstratton says, uh, oh, you must be Spinal Tarp. And then Janine says, this is Spinal Tap. So uh, a couple of titular lines there that uh, I know there's some people that are into that. And I also wanted to thank Joyce Miller posted a little video on the uh, the Groupies Lounge mm-hmm. that had cuts from, I think it was like 100 or 150 different movies. And it's just the 
one character saying the titular line. Right. And and buried somewhere in there is Janine saying this oh, is Spinal cool. Tap. So uh yeah, and I think it's kind of cool when yeah, when a when a character says the the title of the movie. So uh that happened twice and just wanted to to point it out. Excellent. You got And then it. that's it. And that's okay. all I got. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you to Aunt Joyce. Shout out to Aunt Joyce for yeah pointing us in that direction and shout out to Sean for actually watching that video because I did not. <laughs> and for further finding that there were in fact two times, two yeah, times yeah. that they say this is Spinal Tap. Cool. Well, I believe that'll be it for episode 82. You can, um, we'll leave the website up, of course, of SpinalTapMinute.com and you can find us there. You know, we, uh, once we wrap up, we won't be quite as busy on the social media and everything, but we'll still be reachable at SpinalTapMinute at gmail.com. And um, we won't completely disappear, although this summer I think I will be taking a little break from posting quite as much and, and all that. So, you know, we'll get back to you, but I might be a little slower on Instagram and Twitter and the Gmails because mm-hmm. I'm the one that runs all that stuff. So. But uh, we're happy to stay connected with everybody, and um, this has been really awesome. So I think that's all I have to say for this minute. Yeah, I think that that about covers it. But I will also mention that you can see Heidi in person yep. if you come on out to Movies by Minute Chicago. And that's uh, I think that's August 26th. It's a Saturday, and you can yeah. find more information by going to moviesbyminutes.com slash Chicago. Absolutely. Tickets are still available as far as we know, and um, there'll be a whole bunch of, bunch of movies by minutes folks out there and and fans as well, and people curious about doing these types of, you know, movies by minutes granular podcasts, and I'm happy to, to uh, meet up and hang out and, and socialize and all that good stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that wraps it up. For minute eighty-two, Donald and Steve, any anything else to add from you guys? No, I'm going to save all my brilliance for the last minute. Awesome! <laughs> all right, there you go. I love that tease. And we can still find you guys at AlohaScrewdriver.com. Yeah, cool. And we'll definitely talk more about what you guys are up to in our next minute too. Cool. Great, sweet. All right, so uh, so until next time, which will be the last time, and so say all of us. Tap into America. <laughs> Gnarly show, man. Want to trash the stage? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>